based on what I've learned from your program and, and other research I've done at this point, I think one of the biggest changes for me on the Fit Father program was going to a, a breakfast. And in the first part, the first 30 days, going to a true breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three meals. And I think that was a, a big change for me at first to get used to not snacking throughout the day. But I think it was a huge change. Hey there, my friend. It's Dr. Anthony Balduzzi, and I want to welcome you back to another episode here on the Fit Father Project podcast. In just a moment, you're going to hear a conversation between myself and one of our amazing Fit Father program members, Josh McAfee. Josh is a 44-year-old father of three kids, happily married, and as he describes himself, he's just your average regular guy. I mean, going to work, raising his family, and over the course of doing all that, his weight kept on creeping up, and his weight ended up getting over 200 pounds. And over this past year of using our Fit Father programs, he used FF30X Phase 1 all the way through Phase 4. Josh ended up losing over 40 pounds backing on tons of muscle on his frame. He developed a system and a routine in his life that he could stick to, getting his exercise in with his busy schedule, dialing his nutrition so he feels so much better, making time for daily devotionals and strengthening his faith. I think Josh's story is just such a prime example of the fact that when you start to work on improving your physical health as like the first thing you start working on, all these other blessings and stuff opens up in your life and you end up being a completely new person within the course of a year. Listen, after 40, you are the furthest thing from over the hill. It's time to take back the hill. And guys like Josh are showing us the way. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. The Fit Follower 30X program is what Josh used. So if you're inspired by this, join him in this program. Join me and the team in this program. We'll help you see similar results. So without further ado, let's get into today's conversation with Fit Father Josh McAfee. All right, Josh, welcome officially to the Fit Father Project podcast, my friend. I'm super happy to have you here, and I'd love for you to introduce yourself to all the guys and ladies who are listening, your name, your age, where you're from, a little bit of what you do for work and your family. All right, thanks, Dr. A. First of all, thank you for having me. I'm honored to be on here and humbled, and uh, my name's Josh McAfee, 44 years old, uh, live in East Texas. I'm married. Uh, I've been married for almost 20 years now to Leslie. She's the love of my life. We have three kids, Maddie, Jesse, and Everett. And I started my journey on the Fit Father podcast a little over a year ago. So I started in January of 21. Nice. So it's been a year working this program. And over this course of time, you've dropped 40 pounds and you've made a pretty profound shift you know, internally, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. And I know we're going to get to that. I'd love for you to take me back a little bit to, you know, right before you started the program and kind of like what was happening in your life, getting up to, you know, you're in your forties, you have the busy work and the kids take me back to 2020 before we joined the program in January 21. Yeah. So in December of 20, obviously everybody knows what was going on in 20 with uh, COVID and the pandemic in uh, the first week of December of 20, I had my annual physical and, you know, overall good report on my physical. I'm healthy. I don't have any major health problems, but uh, I've been going to the same doctor for almost 30 years and his his uh, nurse is his wife, who I know personally. And when she got everything kind of lined up in my physical, she said, just FYI, your weight is 202. 
This time last year, your weight was 188. And this time the year before that, your weight was 180. And she said, so you, you're kind of creeping up. And to be quite honest, not for any specific reason, I think just life, just busy, just having a family and a job. I had not been paying attention to my weight. Uh, obviously, hadn't been exercising regular. And when she said that, I was like, wow. Uh, it was kind of one of those moments of realization that that's kind of getting a little bit out of control. And so the week after that, I tested positive for COVID and uh, was very blessed. Uh, still feel very lucky. I, I didn't get sick. Uh, I had a, a low-grade fever, and, and really that was my only symptoms. But I had to quarantine away from my family so that my kids could continue to go to school and just for protection. So I spent uh, 10 days uh, by myself, and that was hard for me because uh, I don't spend time away from my family. But during that time, I had a lot of time to reflect on on the status of my life and where I was at and what was going on and just realized how negative everything was in the world at that time. And, you know, the TV, the radio, the news, uh, get to work and, and people were, were having meetings about COVID, all these things, just realizing that the effect that they have on you. And I said, man, you got to do something. You got to do something different. You need to lose some weight. You need to get in shape. You need to be concentrating on your health. And so went home for the holidays. When the holidays were over, I got online and I said, I'm going to find something that I can do, some type of exercise program that I can get started with to try to get this on the right track. And I don't remember word for word what I typed, but I typed in something in a in a Google search to the effect of exercises for men over 40. And this little deal pops up, Fit Father uh, program, and immediately I saw Faith Family Fitness. And that caught my eye uh, because I'm a follower of Jesus Christ. My faith is important to me. So I clicked on it. And the rest is history. So I joined, I signed up, I got all my stuff in order, and I started on January the 19th of 2021. Nice. And it's been now at this point about 15 months. By the time we're recording this year, we're into 2022 now. I'm very curious, when you signed up, did you have any expectations that you'd have this kind of transformation? No, um, I really didn't at all. And it's funny, I was looking back through last night. I've got my little sheet here, you know, the the 30X Motivation Discovery Worksheet. And my specific goal for step one was uh, to lose 15 pounds in the next 30 days. That was my goal. And I I looked through some of these, you know, I won't read them all, but... um, You know, there was a space here to write down specific benefits of changes that you would have in this program. And so I put, uh, you know, number one, clothes fit better. Number two, joints feel better with better mobility. Number three, increased physical fitness and cardiovascular fitness. Number four, sleep better. Number five, more energy to play with Everett, my son, who's five. Number six, uh, be around 180 for my next annual physical. Okay, so I guess if you look at that, you know, I thought maybe in, in the long run, if I could get down to around 180, I would I would be in good shape. 
And so today, uh, this morning when I weighed, I weighed 164. Uh, when I finished in July, I, I was at 162. And so from July of 21 until now, I've stayed the same. I haven't gained any weight. And I fluctuate between 162, 165. But I still weigh every day. There's so many things. I'm sure we'll talk about it later. But that's one of the things I do. I get up every morning and I weigh every day. And so, yeah, I had no idea that I would that I would be where I'm at today. Obviously, didn't think that I would lose 40 pounds. If you would have told me that I could walk around at a weight of 162, I would have said what a lot of people say. You know, over the years, you go to the doctor and they pull out the little chart, the BMI chart, and everybody always says, those, those numbers are always really low. Uh, there's no way you can be that low. So... I think if you'd have told me that I was going to be at 162, I would have said, no, there's, there's just no way. So, yeah, there's several things like that that were were definitely not in my plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you had the willingness to start. And I think that's the seed that ultimately can sprout into like a mighty oak tree is the willingness to at least give something a shot. So I want to talk about that early period of starting Fifth Hour 30X Phase 1. You took your mission statement seriously. You wrote down benefits and you wanted to lose 15 pounds. And then you start getting into the nutrition plan. Let's start there. What do you start to change with your eating as you're going through the Phase 1 program? What starts to work for you? What is clicking in your mind is like, this is a helpful, new, or different? Let's talk nutrition. Okay, so the nutrition to me has been the foundation of this program. For the most part of my life, I've been a physically active person, have exercised, lifted weights uh, for most of my life. And so I've, I've done a lot of different programs from that respect on the physical side. And over the years, uh, different things that I've picked up from a nutritional standpoint uh, have been applied and have kind of come in and out of my life. But one of the things that I started doing years ago was eating multiple meals a day, uh, eating breakfast, having a snack around 10, then having lunch, then having a snack around 2, then having dinner, then maybe having a meal after that. And, um, you know, I thought that that was a healthy way to eat. And based on what I've learned from your program and, and other research I've done at this point, I think one of the biggest changes for me on the Fit Father program was going to a, a breakfast. And in the first part, the first 30 days, going to a true breakfast, lunch, and dinner, three meals. And I think that was a, a big change for me at first to get used to not snacking throughout the day. But I think it was a huge change, and I think it was a big part of what happened to me early on. So another thing is the processed foods, um, the realization of how much of my diet was processed food, and it's just not something that I've ever thought about or got into in great detail. But uh, taking that processed food out, um, I immediately began to be able to feel the difference, and I think that that's something that's really important for people to understand is that um, when you do these things, you it's not that you do it and a month later you might be able to tell. I think when you start taking these processed foods out and you start taking that sugar out, it within a couple of days, a period of a couple of days, you start to notice that your body feels different, that you're feeling different, that maybe you're sleeping better, that maybe you're... Um, 
not as hungry, all these different things. But so I guess for me, those were the, those were two of the biggest things right off the bat is just focusing on the three meals a day and focusing on trying to eat nutritious, healthy food that is not processed. Yeah. I mean, that's the crux of this thing for sure. When you have like a more planned substantive meal, you're not as hungry through those stretches. Your blood sugar stays stable and you're really helping fix yourself metabolically. All these, we don't have to get into the science, but a lot of good things are happening, which you end up feeling as energy, clarity, less bloat, less inflammation in the body. What were you doing with your hydration? How were you with hydration before you found FFP? I imagine I I get a sense that we probably got you drinking more water than you were doing before, but I'm curious to hear about that a little bit. Yeah, we we did for sure. Um, I had gotten away from from sodas before this, so I I didn't have like a big problem with soda or, um, you know, sugary beverages. That wasn't really one of my problems. I just think that I probably wasn't focusing on getting enough water throughout the day. And so when I started this to stay on track, I carried a little book, um, just a little notepad like this when I went to work and I would at the top uh, of the page, I've got my date and how much I weighed that morning. And then I'd put it on my desk at work. And every time I'd drink a bottle of water, I would check it off throughout the day. And so I did that. I was looking back. I didn't, I couldn't remember when I started, but it wasn't at first because I was able to look at my notes, but somewhere about the, the beginning of the phase two, I started, uh, I've got a little tumbler in the kitchen that's 32 ounces, and I started getting up, going in the kitchen, plug in the coffee machine, take the 32-ounce tumbler, fill it up, and um, I actually put a little apple cider vinegar in mine, but I take that 32 ounces and I chug it. That's the first thing I do every morning. I did it this morning. I've been doing it ever since. For me, uh, it works, and it's a great, it's a good way to start the day. I start off the day, I feel like I'm hydrated, and um, it's an easy way to get a good start on the amount of water that you need for the day. Yeah, and that's also to even say the subtle aspect of that is every day you're kind of like, I consider it almost like a little bit of physical prayer. You're doing something actionable every morning that's saying today. I'm starting this day with something that is absolutely good for my body, which is good, clean water with that apple cider vinegar has tons of benefits for blood sugar inflammation, and it's just very good for you. So that's fantastic. Now, in the 30 days, I'm curious, did you hit your goal or how much weight did you lose in the 30 days by the end of phase one, if you can remember? I did. I looked back on that. I started at 202 on uh, the 19th of January, and on the 19th of February, I was 187. So I actually was right at my goal. I don't even really remember being that excited or being, I don't, I don't know that at that point I even really noted that. So, um, one of the things I wanted to mention is that that first 30 days was physically and emotionally hard. Um, and I think that's for a lot of reasons. One is time for me is the biggest deal in this is our, our lives are hectic with three kids and with job, I work, my wife works. And in making the time for the exercise was really hard at first. And then just the physical part of the exercise, because I was out of shape. Uh, and I didn't realize how, how much out of shape I was, especially cardiovascular wise. And so, um, I made a couple of notes here when I was looking through these things, but 
I did the program the first three weeks. The fourth week, all I did was the HIT because I was so sore that I could, I mean, it was, it was bad. <laughs> I was feeling it. So the first week, I struggled through. The second week, got a little better. The third week, got a little better as far as my endurance. But the fourth week on Monday, when it got time to do uh, the peak 10, I was like, I, I can't do it. I'm not going to make it. So I did not do it that week. I just did the cardio. And so there's little things like that, man. I know there's probably everybody's got their little deals. We're not perfect. You're not a machine. I think you got to listen to your body. Oh, yeah. Things are going to happen. Uh, you might have to miss a workout. But the bottom line is, is you, no one's going to hold you accountable for this stuff but you. And so you have to make the decisions on early on on whether you're going to stick with it or are you going to give it a hundred percent are you going to give it 50 percent because you're going to get out of it what you put in in anything you do in life but i think in this in this program specifically it's multifaceted it's not one part it's not the exercise you can't put a hundred percent into the exercise and not pay attention to the diet you can't put 100% in the diet and not pay attention to the exercise because it works hand in hand. I think you do a really good job of explaining the nutrition and what it does to your body and why it's important and all these things. And you do a really good job of explaining um, the exercises and why it's important to have good form and what you're doing with these things. But I think it's also easy for people to get bogged down in one or the other. And, and you know, maybe even you don't even know that you're making these type of decisions, but you think, well, I'm enjoying the exercise, the diet. I, you know, I don't really like, I'm miss eating bread. I'm, I'm going to, I'll eat a little bread bread, whatever, these things, but uh, I think it's important to have balance, and, when, and, and by balance, you know, you, you got to keep everything in, in perspective of what you're doing and know that there's a point uh, of why each one of these steps you've placed in here, and, and if you're skipping some of them, if you're not doing them on a regular basis, you're not getting the full benefit of the program. Yeah, I think that's really well said, and also the recognition with everything you just said, is that the first 30 days are hard, like physically, and you're making these changes. You have these different categories of nutrition, the mindset, the exercise, and we're trying to get these things moving together. You're not going to be perfect, but you got to start to move these things together. And I imagine you can look back now a year into this thing, and the exercise is probably a lot easier. Not to say the workouts are all easy, but you're in a groove. Your fitness is probably substantially increased. The diet is much more automatic now. The mindset shifts that you were trying to make early in the 30 days have solidified into kind of like who you are and how you live. So like speak to that now from like being on a year through, like looking back, you know what I'm trying to say? Like what it's like now. Yeah, so a year in, I'm still doing the program. I'm actually doing the phase four right now. And um, I'm still going back and doing the exercise routines that were in phase one, the peak 10. I'm still doing double trouble, great destroyer, those ones out of the phase two. Um, but with the phase four, you got a little flexibility. You can cycle it around. You do these different things. But I got to a point, I would say... If I had to say that it was probably about midway through phase two, probably that second month of phase two. Yeah, it's about 60 days in for everyone listening or so, yeah. Yeah, so at that point, the exercise became 
I'm not sure what the word is I'm searching for, but uh, I began to look forward to it. A little more enjoyable and automatic. It's not as much suffering. Now you're like, you're getting after it. It's hard. It's part of the day that I'm trying to get to. It's like, I'm, and I do, I do my workouts when I get home from work. I come home from work. I change clothes. I go in my shop and do a workout. So we live in a rural area. I don't have access to a gym. So I've done, I've done all of this from my home uh, with a set of, uh, of dumbbells, um, an elliptical, and I've added kettlebells, the kettlebells as I went along. So, yeah, so it became something that was somewhat dreaded at first and very difficult to something that I'm looking forward to, something that I'm looking forward to pushing myself. Um, I'm, I'm a driven person. And so those, those days when I'm uh, doing that exercise, it's a battle with myself. It's something that I can challenge myself with. And I think most importantly, when when you get done, if you give it 100% and you give it all you got, when you get done, you feel so good. It feels so good to finish that workout and know that you you did it, you finished it, you finished it hard, and you can feel it. You can feel the difference in how you felt 30 days before, and it just... It's it's just a really good point of the day, and I think that uh, for me, trying to focus on the good things, trying to focus on that, trying to focus and make a conscious effort to say, this was a good thing. It felt good. I know that I'm getting some benefit out of this physically, short-term and long-term. It's part of this process, and today I did well. Yeah, so well said. And I think these workouts, at least the way we design them, you know, you don't, it doesn't have to take a lot of time. You can sprinkle them in a couple of times per week, but they are very mentally as well as physically challenging. And it makes your mind stronger. I mean, you become the type of guy that looks forward to doing hard things. And it's no doubt that that translates to the rest of your life, you know, because when you're getting to those higher levels of, let's just say that original Apex 10, level eight, nine, 10, back down to nine, eight. Like that's when that inner critic and that inner voice is telling you to like quit or dog it or whatever. And you have to watch that and just push through anyways. And when you do, you become stronger for it. And I'm curious on the fitness side of things, when you did your first apex in the, in the beginning of phase one, when you're starting out in January, 21, how long did it take you? What were your weights? And what's that like today? Now a year in, I'm sure you're smoking it with much more weight and much less time. I'm just curious if you remember just, you know, the improvements. Yeah. I, I actually, at first I did a really good job of logging that stuff. Um, as I went along, I didn't take near as many notes. Um, but the first day, the first Apex 10, I only, I made it to the 10. I didn't make it back down. And so I went from one to 10 and stopped and I was beat. I mean, I was like, when I got to there, I was like, that that's it. I'm done. The next time I did it, uh, the next week I finished it and it took me right around 50 minutes to finish. What were your weights you were using for those? I used eight pound dumbbells that first day. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I did Apex 10 last week. And so now I'm doing the swings with 40 pound kettlebells and I'm doing the overhead press with 25s, 25 pound dumbbells. So yeah, it's a, a substantial change on that, um, for sure. And, you know, it's like I said, um, that, that first couple of weeks, uh, it, it was physically and mentally, 
very challenging to finish that that uh, that apex ten because when you get to the top and you got to come back down, that's where the head games start, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think anybody that's done any kind of physically challenging exercise can relate to that. But that's where you start. You really start separating the men from the boys there because you got to make yourself finish. You got to, there's nobody there, but you, mm-hmm. and, uh, you just got to push, push through. Yeah. Well said. I want to, I want to pivot a little bit and I'd like to talk a little bit about your family. I mean, they've seen you go through a very big change and I know they've been a part of this. Like I'm sure the, the support of your wife, but also I'm want to hear, I want to hear about that. What, like how your family's played a role in this transformation in a supportive way. And also maybe what it's been like for them to see you transform and really focus on this area of your health and your life, things they've said, what they've noticed, how it's made you felt. Let's talk about how family has been a part of this for you. So Without a shadow of a doubt, I could not have done this without my wife, most especially on the side of the, on the food, because she does the majority of the grocery shopping and the majority of the cooking. And she is to make a very concerted effort to change uh, and make some changes in what we were cooking and what we were eating. So um, I think that that's probably been a good thing for all of us because she's not just cooking meals for me. She cooks meals for our entire family. And, uh, and, and in the early part of this, talking about, you know, we don't need to have the uh, macaroni and cheese as the side. You know, what do we have? You know, asparagus, broccoli, things like that. And finding she's found so many different ways to cook those that our kids also enjoy. And uh, so without a shadow of a doubt, uh, she's been my rock in this and she's made it possible because I I couldn't do it by myself. Absolutely no way. As far as my kids, um, I'm not sure at first that they were aware of how hard it was for me or, or, you know, the struggles that I was going through. Obviously, they knew I was exercising and trying to eat right. But as this went along, uh, both my girls are, are high school athletes. Um, they're very fit and, and active and play multiple sports. And so as I started to lose the weight and, and started to make those physical changes, they, they definitely noticed. Uh, they started making comments and things to that nature. So um, I think that uh, they probably also, if you ask them, and, and I haven't asked them this, but I would hope that they saw uh, a change in my demeanor and my, my um, I guess, uh, mental outlook on things because I think it probably wasn't the best right before I started this. I think just the stress and the negativity of what's going on in the world and everything, um, I probably wasn't the most positive person to be around at that, at that time in my life. Yeah. I'd like to talk about that now then, like in your life and direct experience, the interplay between the body, the mind, and the spirit, what shifts have you noticed as you've been on this health journey as a man of faith? How has it affected that area of your life and how has it affected your mood and overall like well-being, your sense of peace and internal well-being? Sure. So when I started out, the last deal was to write your mission statement. Yeah. And um, it was fairly long, but it basically said, you know, that I want to do these things to to lose weight, to feel better, to be uh, a better father and, you know, things such as that. But 
I had three verses that I included in my mission statement. One of them is Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. And then uh, 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Uh, your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you receive from God. You're not your own. Uh, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. Um, and then the last one was First Corinthians three sixteen. Uh, know ye not that ye are the temple of God and the Spirit of God that dwelleth within you? So I think that that God, uh, first of all, I think that He blessed me uh, with coming across this program. I think that it's an opportunity, and I, I believe that it was a blessing, uh, and I know that it was a blessing for my life. So that was the first part. And the second part is just to to be mindful of the fact that we have opportunities that are given to us. And God wants us to be good stewards of those opportunities. And one of those opportunities is our bodies and our health. And if we go through life uh, completely disregarding our bodies and making poor choices that degrade our bodies, then I don't think that we're being true to our faith. And so... As I've gone through this program, number one, I've focused on um, the positive aspects of physical health and mental health. And you have, you know, several things that you talked about, about taking time throughout the day for mindful meditation. That mindful meditation could be quiet time or it could be devotional time. I've made a tremendous effort to start my day with a devotional time where I read my Bible and uh, I have a daily devotional that I read. And I've also take time during my lunch break during the day to reflect and have mindful meditation. I think that that's something that I never thought about before. It's definitely something I never took time to do. Maybe even in the past, if somebody said they were meditating, I might have just thought that was a little bit silly. Um, meditation could mean different things for different people, but the bottom line is we live in a world where we are constantly plugged in. These things right here, you stay plugged in all the time. Uh, you never have a down minute, and a lot of people, when they do have downtime, that's the first thing they do is pick this up and start thumbing through emails I don't think that's what God intended for us. He intended for us to be able to have time throughout the day, number one, to pray and to be in communion with him. And I think that uh, he designed our bodies to need rest, not just uh, sleep, but mental rest. Yeah. And so for me, these moments of mindful meditation throughout the day and a daily devotion was a time to slow down to quiet the noise from the world, to get away from that phone and to just be yourself and and to have a minute of peace where uh, you can turn off that noise. And for me, what that's done, just in the simplest of terms, is uh, when I started this program, I think I had a high anxiety level. And I don't mean like anxiety attacks or anything anything like that. I just mean that anxious, always on, always thinking about what do I need to do next? What's the next? I got to do this. I got to do that. And I think a lot of people carry that anxiety and do not realize it. You just don't realize it because it's part of the world we live in. So 
I think I kind of ran through a, a lot of things there, but um, I guess ultimately what it boils down to is the mindful part of this and, and being aware of your mental state, I think is a huge part of whether or not you're going to be successful in the overall program. Man, I just want to say what you just shared over the last few minutes to me was absolutely profound, like some deep truth. And I just feel so happy and proud of you and, and excited that these are the shifts that you've been able to make in your life. In my experience, the body is kind of like the soil for the mind and the spirit or the temple as it, it reads in Corinthians. And when the body gets healthy, it gives you the space to have a calmer, quieter, more peaceful mind and spirit and to take the time. And it also comes down to the simple schedule stuff that you did. You established a consistent meal timing and time for workouts. You got more regimented, which also meant sliding in time for devotionals and time for meditation and contemplation in the day. And when you have days like this where you're doing the right things, <laughs> the, the the flowers blossom and the flowers are the flowers of peace, happiness, health, prosperity. And it comes down to your daily actions and you're nailing it, man. I mean, you just are healthy on all levels and I'm just so overjoyed for you. And I also think that's why this is likely going to be a sustainable lifelong thing for you because it's not just a freaking diet. It's not just a workout kick. This is like a way of healthy living. And man, what are you going to be at at 88? Do you know the 40 years of this stuff? Like, I I mean, they're going to be filled with vitality and lots of grandkids is what I see. Like, I'm excited for you. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I, you know, one of the things that I wanted to make sure that I said in this interview is that there's a lot of things that you can do out there. There's a lot of diets. There's all these different things. But I think what you did um, with this program is you created something that is holistic. It is not a fad diet. This is not a do this and lose 20 pounds and then go back to what you were doing before. This is a change in your lifestyle. And I think that people need to embrace that and be aware of that and uh, understand going in that what you're asking people to do when they start this program is to, is to change. Not for the short term, but for the long term. Uh, anybody can change something for a week. Anybody can change something for two weeks. The question is, do you have it in you to make change in the long term? And I think if you're going to make a change in the long term, you're telling yourself that what you're doing right now is not good. You're saying, I don't like what I'm doing right now, and I'm willing to, I'm willing to change it for the long term. And I think that that's where a lot of people set themselves up for failure is they kind of want to change, but they you know, they're not willing to do what they had to do to make a change. And it's simple stuff like, you know, people say, well, I like to get up in the morning and drink coffee with cream and sugar in it. And I'm not going to give that up. And and I'm like, come on, man, if you're not willing to give that up, then the rest of this stuff is is, is probably not going to work for you. So again, this program, I think, is such a well-rounded program. Uh, the nutrition is there for you. You need to read it. You need to understand it. You need to embrace it. The exercise, it's very well thought out. It's not willy-nilly. Dr. A is an expert. He spent his life on this. He, each one of those exercises, you're looking through there and you're like, well, you know, <laughs> these swings, why are we, why are these swings? 
And at first, I was, I, I'll be honest with you, the swings, man, I, I don't like them. They're, they're my nemesis. And uh, at first, I'm like, they're in everything. I'm not getting away from this. So <laughs> you got to embrace it. And now, man, uh, I figured out how to do them. I worked on my form. I got better. And now, yeah, I like them. I don't have a problem with them. And so it's just little things like that. It's none of us like change. I mean, that's a human attribute. Most of the things you do, you got to doing them because you like to do them. And so I think that's one of the biggest things is embracing the change and being willing to uh, to get outside your comfort zone and see what happens. Yeah. And to really just see what's possible. I think that's why it's so cool they bring you on in a short period of time. You made such an incredible transformation. Like guys need to know that the promise of this health stuff, even though the change is uncomfortable. And remember, if you remember back to that early mission statement where you're writing down the costs of the change, like we're very clear, what's it going to take? Because there are actual costs. Like, like let's write them down and get very clear about this. There's going to be some, we're ripping off a Band-Aid here, right? So, but... If you do do this deep work and you understand why it's actually important, which, you know, I, I look at your girls and your young son. I mean, Everett's still five, right? I mean, he's going to need you for a long time. Like, I know you have a lot of reasons to keep on doing this with your family. And also just, I'm sure you feel fantastic now. And I imagine that's not something you want to go back to feeling anything less than what you feel like now. No, no, it's it's been a, it's been a wonderful experience for me. And, uh, you know, just one more thing. You know, I've heard my whole life, and once you get to be 40, that's it. You know, you're never going to be, you're never going to be in better shape than when you turn 40. And once you turn 40, you can't build muscle and you can't do this and you can't do that. And, and I'm just going to tell you, that's a lie. Uh, it, it's not true uh, because I, I really feel like that I'm in better shape physically right now at age 44 than I was when I graduated from high school. And the other thing is that, you know, um, I, I didn't, uh, I haven't done any kind of extensive testing, so I can't give you numbers, but I, I have, I have put on muscle in the last year without a doubt. I've added muscle to my body. So you can add muscle if you're over 40 years old, you can do it. It is possible. And I think Dr. A's got it lined out here. And, and I just want to say that from the fact that, you know, I know there's people out there that think it's hopeless uh, or that are feeling like it's hopeless and it's not. I am a normal person. I have a family. Uh, I'm not a fitness model or a fitness athlete. And, and man, I was not in good shape. I was just not. And so you can do it, man. If I can do it, you can do it. That's all there is to it. Yeah, that's the truth. And I want to say you have my deep respect. You did it. You worked it. And I hope the guys listen to this and get inspired to follow through and do it for themselves. So Josh, thanks for coming on today for being a fit father. Thank you, man. Representing this thing. And, and I'll say God bless you and your family. I wish you many more years of great health into the future. And thanks for sharing everything today. Yes. Thank you once again. I appreciate the opportunity you've given me here. Thank you, Dr. A. All right, Josh. Take care. Thank you. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the Fit Father Project Podcast. If you love what you heard, please rate and review our podcast on Apple Podcasts. It really helps spread this show to more men who need this valuable info. To watch full video episodes of this podcast and other motivational videos to inspire your training and more, visit our Fit Father Project YouTube channel. It's free and everything's made for busy guys over 40 like you. 
Visit youtube.com forward slash fitfatherproject to get access to our entire video library. And finally, if you or someone in your life is interested in becoming a fit father or needs help losing weight, building muscle, and living healthier after age 40, then visit fitfatherproject.com where you can see our proven programs, supplement line for guys 40 plus, and free meal plan and workouts to get you started. This is Dr. Anthony Balduzzi signing off. I'll see you in the next episode. 